what's up folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangout. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning everybody, I'm Pedro Ruiz, Creative Tech here at Adafruit and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right, this is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics and other things to make inspirational projects. Hello everybody, welcome to the show. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room if anyone would like to join us. During the show, comments, shout-outs, questions can all be done through the Discord chat room. Good morning, everybody in the Discord chat room. Thank you so much for joining us today. That is over on discord.gg slash Adafruit. We're also hanging out in the Facebook chat, on the YouTube chat, as well as LinkedIn, Periscope. Did I already say Twitch? You can say it again. And Twitch. Twitch. Good morning, everybody. Thank you all for hanging around all over the world. Giving out shout outs to all of the usuals hanging out. Mr. Certainly Bruce. Bruce, hello. Susan Dewester, Yanni, uh, Jim Hendrickson, Rosin, Gary Z, Gabe Colin, Cody. Liz, what city? She's here too. Oh, hey, Liz. Yeah, in the, in the top there. So, hello, everybody. Again, we're hanging out in the live broadcast chat room. And the, and the link to, to get invited is discord.gg slash Adafruit. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we're gonna run through the housekeeping stuff. So let's uh, jump into the freebies. So if you head on over to adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the deals that are still going on. We appreciate all of your orders and we have some really good deals going on. For, for orders that are $99 or more, you'll get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. For orders that are 149, you get the free Permaproto half-size breadboard, but also a free STEM QT breakout board. If you have an account and if you're registered with Adafruit, we'll make sure you don't get the same breakout twice. But we're not done. For orders that are $200 or more, you get a STEM QT breakout randomly selected, the Permaproto half-size breadboard, and free ground shipping for US Continental only. And then that's the last tier for orders that are $299 or more. You get the free shipping, you get the free STEM QT breakout, Half size promo proto and a Circuit Playground Express, which we uh, have tons and tons of awesome projects with the Circuit Playground Express. All right, so those are the freebies that are going on. Continuing on, mon uh, every Monday, mostly on Mondays, is the Circuit Python meeting that happens on the Discord server, so you can hang out with the Discord. I mean, with the Circuit Python folks, uh, listen into uh, what's going on in the, with the core devs and the community. That's every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Help wanted, jobs.adafruit.com. You can check that out if you are looking for a new gig or if you're an employer looking for some maker folks with some maker skills, check out jobs.adafruit.com. The latest one we have right now is from Circuit Dojo and it's a uh, job listing for a sheet metal enclosure CAD work. Which sounds really fun. So check that out, Those, uh, that's the help wanted and um, it's free to create a profile, whether you're a maker or an employer, or someone that wants somebody to build you something. <laughs> it's all good there. Newsletters, once a week, there's a newsletter that's called the new, 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 new newsletter. It's, uh, you can check that one out at adafruit.com slash newsletter. And uh, that one's focused on the products that happen once a week. We'll hear uh, tonight some new products for sure. And then for everyday stuff, adafruitdaily.com is where you want to check it out. You see all the different tiers that are, uh, tiers? Categories that are available, such as Python on hardware, IoT monthly, 3D printing, biohacker, maker business, 
and more. <laughs> How's that? I think we're good. So that's uh, the housekeeping. We're back here. Thanks for, for hanging in there. All right, you good? Let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. All right, this <clears> week <throat> we're gonna kind of quickly look at uh, what's what's cooking right now. What's in moderation mode is this week's project. It's the Funhouse Fume Extractor. This is a collab project with Liz Clark. Everybody say hey to Liz. This is her idea, her code, and what we did was made a 3D printed uh, enclosure for all of the different parts. It's a really fun DIY fume extractor that can connect over the Wi-Fi so you can log sensor data. It's a very cool one. Um, we're hoping to have this um, released sometime this week. Give us a little bit of time to get it moderated and reviewed by the, uh, the higher ups. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, we got it here. And one of the things I wanted to kind of highlight and talk about was some of the techniques to make this grill. So I didn't actually draw this, this mesh here. So I came up with, a, I didn't come up with this method, but there's a really cool method that you could use in your slicer to create mesh geometry so you don't have to draw it in your CAD software. And is my audio bad again? No, 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 no. I'm okay. not laughing at a... Laughing at the jokes? Not laughing at uh, Liz's jokes, I think. Uh, there will be a fan of this one. You guys will be a fan of this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to share uh, how you can create, uh, some of the techniques you can use to create some mesh geometry uh, for creating something like a fan grill or really anything that needs a uh, type of patterns. Take a look at the iPhone case. This is this week's kind of theme is patterns and how to generate them manually or automatically. So let's jump into what we got. So sit there. Um, hmm. Cue the lawnmowers. Yeah, right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is your slicing software. In this case, I'm using Cura, which is a free piece of software. It's open source. You can download it, and it has a lot of different profiles. One of the cool things you can do with Cura, so you can turn off the solid top and bottom layers. So when you bring in the STL for the, um, the you'll notice that there's actually no geometry here other than those mounting holes. When you turn off your top and bottom layers in your slicer, what will show through is just the infill. What's cool about this is you have control over the infill pattern and more importantly, the infill density. So you can play around with these different um, patterns to get different, well, patterns and shapes. So here we can look at some more triangles with an infill percentage of 15. They have some other ones like the trihexagon, and there's even ways to create custom patterns. Um, but they have a nice list of them. One of the ones I really, really like is gyroid. So gyroid is this volumetric thing. The more um, kind of height you have, the more 3D-ness and more depth it has. It's this really kind of organic looking um, pattern, so I tend to use it a lot. One of the things to look out for though when you're playing around with uh, the infill is you want to make sure that your infill density isn't too low. In this case here, I dropped it down to eight, and you can see the mounting holes aren't, uh, they don't have enough kind of support going on. So you just want to make sure that whatever mounting holes you have and whatever internal geometry you need to kind of uh, take a look and consider, is it strong enough? In this case, uh, uh, an infill density of 10 worked out really well. But really the trick here is to literally just set your top and bottom layers to zero. That way you can just show the infill. We've, we've, maybe you've heard about this now, but um, 
this is a really good way to create you know, a, a type of grill. In this case, it worked out really well for this project because I didn't want to spend a lot of time drawing you know, all of the cutouts because I have spent time doing that for various other projects. But uh, it's nice to know. This is a little kind of a technique to put in your back pocket and remember it. Um, bring it out sometime. So with that, that's one way to do it in your slicer. But if you're looking for a more, um, <laughs> brain fart. If you're looking for a, a more generative way to do it, let me show you this new plugin, an update to a plugin in Fusion 360. So this is called the Vernoy Sketch Generator. And this allows you to generate different types of patterns. And there's some built-in shapes like hexagons, stars, you can change this, this, the, the cell count and do different little um, things. So this is an add-on. You can grab this from the Autodesk App Store. It's a free add-on. You can download this and install it. It is installed through the scripts in add-ons um, window inside of Fusion 360. So to bring it up, you can, use the, uh, you can type in scripts in your design shortcuts. This is what the window looks like. There's already some pre-installed ones. But once you run through the installer, it'll show up in the add-ons tab. It's called Vernoy, and you can run it and to install it. Then to uh, to use it, it gets added to your uh, your Create dropdown, or you can just search for it in your Design Shortcuts by typing in Vernoy, and it shows up. So one of the, so here in this window, you kind of need to select a profile or a sketch. In this case, I got this uh, this kind of circular sketch with some mounting holes. And what I want to show is like. You want to be aware of where your sketch is relative to your grid. In this case, I have it in the center. And when you bring it up, you want to click the Use Profile button. And then you can hit the Vernoy Editor button. This will bring up the window. And right away, here's kind of the thing to know about. Notice that there's nothing showing up. That's because my sketch is in the center origin. So even though there's nothing showing, watch what happens when I publish to Fusion. You'll notice that the shapes do get added. But they're kind of up here away from the thing that I selected. The reason being is because the plugin is looking for a sketch with positive coordinates. What I mean by if you go into the sketch, take a look at the numbers, you notice that there's four quadrants. Everything that's to the top right is positive value. So anything in the lower left are negative values. For whatever reason, the plugin is looking for a sketch that has positive coordinates. So what I've done is I just use some sketch dimensions to offset it away from the center origin. So running through the plugin again, you can select your profile, make sure you use profile size, and now in the Vernoy sketch editor, you'll see all the cells and everything shows up in the preview. Excellent, so now you can play around with the shell count and the little slider. Super awesome job on like the visual, like they tend to grow when you're like playing with the slider, it's super cool. There's some other things like the, uh, the, the scaling of the shell. And then you have some options like you can export it as a SVG, that's really great if you want to use a vinyl cutter or a laser thingy. CNC. And a CNC. And um, it gets applied to your sketch. Another thing I found here is like, notice how it gets kind of placed right on top of my mounting holes. So you just want to be strategic when you're extruding and you're selecting those profiles. You want to make sure they're not being intersected with your holes. So what I found is even better is to just project your geometry in a, in a standalone sketch and then use that projected sketch to apply the Vernoy um, pattern. That way, it's not messing with your core mounting holes. I'm a fan of kind of keeping um, elements separate in your sketches, as opposed to like putting everything in one giant sketch. So 
really cool. I haven't played with the Veronoi sketch generator in a while. And Pedro, shout out to you, because you used it in uh, next week's project. And it got an update. So I figured I'd share with you folks um, some of the fun things. And maybe not so fun things. It's kind of buggy, right? So you know, no, no, no shade here uh, to the, the programmer. But it's a really fun um, uh, <laughs> add-on to play with in Fusion 360. It's free to do so, so might as well play with it, right? Yeah, this is a huge update to what, what it's coming from. Before, there was no UI for this. It was mm -hmm. just numbers. You had to yeah. like remember what your numbers were when you applied it, because that's the only way you would see it. This right. is a nice visual. I don't know if you have it here, the way that it animates when you're adding yeah. all of the extra, like the padding or the cells or the mm -hmm. yeah. clipping on the inside or outside. You, you can see that, that took an enormous yeah. amount of work. Just be careful. Like, and, it can be a little buggy, but I'm sure it, there's some like uh, OS um, uh, yeah. like APIs that might mess with it. But it's a free good. thing, and walk, you can uh, use the link in the description. Uh, it is a, uh, a plugin that we were missing, I think, sometime in December or January. And they stopped supporting that version for whatever um, like APIs that changed inside of Fusion. So we're very happy to see it come back uh, with such an enormous update. Uh, all the sure. visuals uh, did a really good job of creating this, all these patterns. This here. is actually created with the older version of that plugin or add-in, as Fusion likes to call it, the add-ins. And then I used it <laughs> on the bottom here. Uh, the, this is the star pattern, but I'm just gonna refer to this as the Adafruit pattern. It just has an extra <laughs> okay. leg there, but kind of looks right. like the Adafruit logo. <laughs> yeah, very, very cool. So. I guess we're, we're into what are you prototyping now? Pedro, what are you prototyping? Yeah, so what last week we showed off uh, Dylan Harada's awesome Jeopardy game. We were showing how we were wiring up all of the uh, components to do the testing. And here is the case that we came up with for enclosing the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit wait, wait, wait. and the a circuit, Stemma speaker. The Circuit Playground's in there? Yeah, There's yeah. no way. This is too small for a Circuit Playground. So this is, uh, of course, all snap fit together and twisty, what do we call it? Screw on, twisty top. Yeah, so there's an arcade fit. button on the top. Uh, let, let me go reverse or yeah. go back. The way that works is uh, you start it off like that. So you can have your contestants or players. Uh, you can do, I think, up to four. We only have three here. I'll take here. the purple. And you'll do your Jeopardy question or whatever. Uh, I forget how the game goes. I thought this was, um, I had the game wrong. I thought it was uh, not Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> yeah. Until my wife was like, no, that's <laughs> the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. So game. that's uh, the, the controller or the whoever's like hosting. Mm -hmm. will, you know, start it off, have right. it ready to go, and let's try to hit this all at the same time. It'll, ready? Uh, grab uh, on one. It'll display what color gets hit first. So ready on snap one. this. All right, ready on one. Go. Three, two, one. Ah, of it's course you purple. Did. <laughs> I went. It's it looks green here in the overhead. Sorry, but that's just the color. So you hit the arcade button once to clear, and then again to enable it's, it's the players hard. contestants to yeah. uh, go again. So let me do it. Ready and go. Ah. <laughs> Slow. Clear it. Start again. Just hit green, green, just so you can see yeah. all of the different colors. Be, uh, all in Circuit Python, so super easy to add more players or to change the colors if you want to use different filament for whatever you know, favorite color in your family. Mm, looks you can better. Pick those and um, armed. We start it that way. All right. Restart. Armed. Red. All right. Restart. Armed. Green. Green. So, so cool. Really awesome to have NeoPixels built into the Circuit Playground. 
because hey, that's the, how we're able to do this. We didn't have to wire up any of the pixels. So um, super modular, everything uh, screws on tight yeah. like that. And by modularity, I mean like everything can come apart. All, nothing is sure. uh, soldered together right. in terms of the jumpers or the, um, the yeah. button. Yeah, take a look at some of the fun uh, techniques you can do to make it modular for the circuit playground. Because you got these really yeah. big touch pads on the circuit playground. So how did you make it so it's modular So these touch pads? The way that I made this um, had the ability to just take these um, jumpers off as I soldered on some short headers onto each of the pads. So all of these can be taken off. You can swipe these around, just plug them back in like that. So and you took a strip of female headers and you cut them up into little individual exactly. single units. Yeah, and yeah. then you can solder them through, I guess, the giant pads and mm -hmm. you can make it so they stick upright. And that way you can just plug and play exactly. your connections. Yeah, same thing with the bottom here, the way that the stem of speaker is connected. Uh, this can completely all uh, be mm. disconnected as well. Uh, yeah. Not just the little uh, the JST connection there. That's the great, jumpers yeah. that it's plugged into, uh, same way. Everything all is these, a plug. It's yeah, so you can all so disconnect good. it that way. It'd be yeah. So cool that it was built in because it is a little tricky to set mm. the headers up that way. You got to have some uh, pretty good dexterity okay. to solder those on there. And you got to like hold it in the air yeah. to uh, solder that and have it be nice and stable too because you can kind of see this one uh, is. Uh, Fold it over a little bit. Yeah, uh, not going to pop off. There's a ton of solder on there, but uh, a little tricky to do. But you can do it. You can just solder it on there. Yeah, strap onto it if you want. Or alligator clips if you want something modular. Mm, you're just prototyping. It might not no, 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 no. Fit. If you're just yeah, prototyping yeah. and you want to do something that's scaled, you can use alligator clips for sure. And that's what the circuit playground is built in to do. And then now of this course, the grill that we were talking about with the uh, yeah. uh, sketch generator yeah. just pops in like that. It's not, not really nice. needed, but you can have some nice yeah. uh, design uh, on the bottom there. Like Shout out to uh, the Stemma speaker. It's a really great accessory for the circuit playground. It really gives you that amplifier that you need to get some nice sound effects out of your circuit yeah, playground projects. Loud. So the Stemma speaker, it's a great add-on, and um, it has that JST port, so yeah, you can plug it in or you can use the, the pads on the Stemma speaker. And the real cool thing about this uh, that Dylan did was enable the slide switch, the little on and off switch yeah. here. So when you switch it towards the Bluetooth icon here, it will enable uh, iOS or any Bluetooth uh, compatible device That's to right. uh, have this spit out um, whatever key. <laughs> Spit out so, keys. So good. if you are playing, say, uh, the Jeopardy version, the web version on your computer, mm -hmm. you can have these set up as different keys to... For sure, yeah. So you can have this connected wirelessly to a computer mm -hmm. or something else that accepts USB HID, maybe an Xbox or something, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we've had, an, uh, ha had this ability to have the BLE turn on and off with the switch on other projects. I just don't know which ones, but okay. it was super handy for this one because when we were uh, testing this out, I was sending key commands to the lock screen on my phone <laughs> and I almost locked myself out of my phone because of that. So, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Big ups, hugs to uh, Dylan for enabling that. I yeah. don't know what other projects we've done that in, but she was able to enable that feature to easily switch on and off the Bluetooth by just flipping the switch on that. Very, very handy. Very fun so, too, I really like this game. Yeah, super cool build. We will release the guide for this next week. Next week, but yeah, excellent. It's, uh, of course, the, my son is uh, loving this in terms of uh, you know having to play. Yeah, um, loves Jeopardy. So yeah, man, it was really cool for having that set up. Yeah, buttons and lights.
Sound effects, you can't, you can't go wrong cool. with that. And of course, my favorite part about it is just how modular it is. Yeah, man, great job on it. And uh, so, yeah, all the we'll, fun techniques here. Yeah, we'll take a look at the CAD and the way everything's set up next week. For sure. All right, moving on to what's next on the list. Well, what's next on the list is we got Some more prototyping We got keycaps, tons and tons of keycaps, right? All right. We got lots of keycaps, lots and lots of keycaps. So last week I showed a little bit about uh, milling keycaps. This week I wanted to take all the knowledge that I learned and put together a layer by layer on setting up the toolpaths. So in Fusion 360, I set up um, some, some toolpaths on uh, well, milling this out. So uh, kind of start off with doing a facing operation, which gets your material, your stock to level out to be the desired thickness that you want for your shapes. So I walk through that, and then I also walk through using the adaptive clearing, which I'm fairly new to, and I was able to uh, specify geometry on the inside of the keycap. So I walk through how you can use a machining boundary to just focus on the geometry that you want to adaptively clear out. Uh, and then from there, um, I look at using the 2D contour, which is just a simple way to create out a 2D outline. So I run through that one. And then one of the last things is using a 2D pocket to create the, uh, the kind of cavity, the little cross cavity for, uh, for these, for these keycaps, really. So we walk through all that, and I really break down all of the, um, the reasons why I'm using these toolpaths. Um, so check it out if you're getting started with CNC milling. Uh, I might learn a thing or two on uh, how to use the manufacturing workspace in Fusion 360. Cool. And then um, for extra stuff, uh, I uh, did a little video on milling it. So here is the facing operation. And one of the things I learned here is that you can get rid of some of these artifacts by using a tighter step over. So that's one of the things I walk through as well when I'm setting up the face. And one of the things I learned here, uh, I, using different materials, this walnut, it, it, it almost reminds you of like using PLA versus using a pet G or something where you want to be aware of your materials. I found walnut is really fibrous, so it kind of has a lot of hairs and stuff going on. And I figured, well, that's because my tool isn't sharp. It's not a new tool, right? Surely that's what the reason. But when I did a second batch, I used cherry wood and I noticed that it was way cleaner. So it's just one of the things I learned is like people that work with wood, they know this. And this is one of the ways I learned is to just actually use the material when you're milling it, hey, look at that. Walnut is a little bit more fibrous, therefore it requires a little bit more of a cleanup. Um, so that's something to be aware of, but I really like the look of walnut and it feels really nice too. Um, so yeah. So by cleanup, do you mean like using a deburring tool? You could use a deburring tool, but I just straight up used sandpaper and okay. sanded it all down. And um, yeah, here, uh, you know, you can use alcohol if you're using tape and that's why these bits are alcohol. But I don't find that uh, you know, it affected it or anything, the alcohol. Uh, but yeah, just a couple of minutes on sanding each little piece here, and you get these really, really nice finishes. So, man, this is really nice, <laughs> the, the material here. And I just wanted to show a close-up comparing the, sure. the two. You can see here the fibrousness that you were chatting about. The fibrousness. Get closer. There you go. There you go. So yeah, the, the kind of more dull looking one is, is walnut, and then this one here is the cherry wood. 
color is a little bit different here on the overhead, so you're not going to get an exact shade of color. But uh, so this yeah, is the walnut. That's the walnut. So you have this nice little texture going on here, yeah. and it looks like if it was printed, I'd, I'd be like, oh my god, it's under extruded, or here's the mm -hmm. layer lines. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you want that textury look on there, yeah. and that dullness. Right. And of course, you can change the color of this by adding the, uh, oh, what did they suggest last yeah, week? Yeah, so the oil, Not there's, the different, no, yes. there's different oils and stuff. So that's my next thing is to, is to try out different oils and, and different finishes. Um, yeah, that's my next thing to do. Uh, this time around, I really just wanted to get the, uh, the workflow down for like getting the tolerances right. That's why I made several batches of them so that I can fine tune how do I switch between fusion and the Bantam Tools software so that I can quickly iterate on, on uh, the tolerances because uh, this whole batch, all of these keys here, they actually fall right out. It's oh, not tight enough. So, okay. Yeah, so I had to make it. So the first time around it was too tight, then it was too loose. Get in the middle, Goldilocks. Huh. So, so what I'm showing here is just to uh, yeah. show that mm -hmm. the, uh, the texture here uh, didn't affect the stem. Correct. Uh, like the stability yeah. of it, like, you know, there's no, um, uh, it's, like it's super not strong this way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're super strong. So the, the gaps that you're seeing here doesn't affect the uh, structural oh, integrity yeah, of it. And then, um, you know, the, depending on the type of wood, um, you're going to get different grains. This is a good look at like the different lovely uh, patterns. Again, the theme this this show is patterns. Look at these lovely patterns. That one, my favorite right there. These are all cherry. And uh, there you go. Now, you know what? Now they're too freaking tight, right? They're too freaking tight. <laughs> <laughs> so just kidding. They're fine. One of them was like really tight. I was like, what the heck, man? First it's too loose, now it's too tight. Here's that older design where um, it hasn't broken yet. Hmm. Cherry. <laughs> and here's the kind of newer design. Is that so. one of the characteristics of the cherry? It's supposed to be more harder? I guess so. More tougher? Folks. I don't know what <laughs> I'm talking about. You know what? This is the wrong geek. It's this one that has the really tight ones. Sorry. Did I mention I, uh, there we go. It, it ends whisk? up coming off. I don't think the whisk works with these odd shapes. So these are the reds. So that's the, the little look at milling. Um, the next uh, thing I'd like to do is a two part where I flip the part to do uh, more of your traditional style keycap like these right here. I'd like to do this out of wood, and I need to learn how to do a jig so that when I flip the part upways, it's like perfectly uh, spaced and centered and secured to whatever the jig is. So mm. that's the thing that I'd like to do sometime in the future. And if you guys have seen the latest, uh, I think it was last week's Desk of Lady Ada, she was working on some resin casting molds that we will be stocking soon. Yeah. So of course we're looking at getting back into the resin printing so we can make some uh, more custom keycaps like we did. Uh, yeah, we maybe we can uh, CNC some custom molds or something. Oh, that too. I'd like to make this out of wood. I've seen all the different colors and variants of the key, of the of the paw, but I haven't seen a wooden paw yet. Yeah, I mm -hmm. want to resin print the, the material that this is in, like the, yeah. what is it, the... Um, yeah, uh, the silicone. Silicone type stuff. Toe beans. Yeah, that'd be nice and cool. Yeah. So more cool uh, looking back at some old techniques. Excellent. Oh, and uh, Vince is saying then alternating between the different wood 
uh, key caps would be cool. So that would have, be like, cool. One cherry, one um, walnut. Yeah, alternating walnut and cherry. Mmm, yeah. lemon. Lemon flavor. <laughs> Susan is saying that uh, doing the uh, two-sided milling is where she lost access to the milling at the workshop. Leave plenty of time for learning curve on that one. Mm. Oh yeah, Yanni is suggesting resin on the uh, wooden keycaps. Yeah, mm. that cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Lamar was experimenting with putting in like glitter and all these different things that uh, you usually put into yeah, the- Yeah, casing um, some ICs or something. Mm -hmm. Or maybe doing that, uh, the sea foam thing with the, the hair dryer, uh, make it look like it's yeah. uh, a beach <laughs> foamy. Sea foam. Yeah, mm. the sea foam. That's cool. Lots of cool uh, little tricks you can do there. All right. So that's a little bit of the layer of layer, and um, I guess we kind of blended layer of layers and shop talks all in this kind of fun oh, thing. What so else is good. in the shop talk? Um, so checking out the notes here. I was going to share some links to some other reading material for infill patterns and stuff. So let me pull this up real quick. If you are a fan of the Prusa printers and using the Prusa slicer, there's a nice uh, blog uh, blog post or bit of a learn guide on how you can look at different infill patterns and they just kind of walk through the different patterns and stuff and uh yeah check that out just a little bit more reading material if you're really into the infill stuff i miss the honeycomb infill. i do too the honeycomb infill <laughs> is something like i don't know why kira doesn't have one but slicer from prusa does so there you go more options at your prusa <laughs> slicer so check that out i got one more link these are in the description of this video, by the way, if you're on YouTube. I got one more link, and this is a bit of a Thingiverse thing. Do you remember the customizer? If you don't remember the customizer, it's a way to use the OpenSCAD language, programming language, to uh, programmatically design and model 3D parts. So this one is a customizable fan grill cover. And if our internet would behave here we go so there's even some more techniques a different approach is to uh, have some parametric uh, values here in sliders that you can play around with in the customizer now I don't know if customizer works these days they did in the past so just the warning out there maybe you can use the OpenSCAD download here and use mm -hmm. OpenSCAD the program on your desktop as opposed to using the customizer that may or may not work in Thingiverse. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> yeah. He's grabbing the links for all this. Thanks. Do you want, yeah, there, it should be in the shop talk, scroll down. Oh no, that, oh. I already got that. Oh, it's the wonderful. boilerplate stuff. Mm-hmm. Boilerplate stuff, all right. Well, with that, I am ready, uh, Ready to do community makes. All right. Let's run the time-lapse Tuesday video then. Every Tuesday, we uh, 3D print and time-lapse it. Something, a design from the community this week. It's a mini vice by Handyman. I'll Very fitting with all of the wood and CNC <laughs> talk. This is one of the things you wanted to have printed out so you can have a nice little mini vice to hold things while you're cutting. Yeah, this was a suggestion by Liz, by the way. She oh, yeah, printed yeah. one out and was like, hey, you should you should take a look this at this. This is very, 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 very nice. nice. Yeah. Mini vice. So this Not takes so uh, quite a while to print, but you are left with this awesome uh, vice that you can screw into your work surface and have, uh, in this case, the little small 
pieces of wood to hold on to if you're going to cut or if you're going to like hand engrave or something but like a dremel oops this is that very one. nice so yeah you have this nice little screw in feature and there's these nice um like infill type uh textures on it to grip onto the wood and as you can see here it's that infill pattern man yeah right you got like this grip going on here on both sides like that side of it so you can see the texture that they have on there. Yeah, They're this nice. is a bit of an emboss, and then this is a deboss. So mm -hmm. they kind of yeah, go together. together, yeah. Very, very cool, great design. Let's take a look at it on the um, sorry, Colts 3D website. Oh boy, I had it and then it didn't. During the show, I noticed that there's always a lag in the Google Docs, which is very bizarre. So the sliding mechanism is a print-in-place part. So this part yeah. and this prints together. Nice. And it just slides across like that. That's right. So you got mounting holes over there. So if you want to secure it to your work surface, your spoiler board, you mm -hmm. can do so with those mounting holes. Yeah, and this, this wasn't, uh, this attached part wasn't working until now, which is super cool. I didn't realize that you can just go, you know, Oh, screwed it, it in and out. Yeah, that's, that's oh, what I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so it would kind of bring it out too. Yeah, so this piece prints separate. That. And a nice little uh, way to have a twisty part on there. Oh. And here's the part that I was saying that prints in place. It just slides across. Mm -hmm. Nice rails. Nice now, rails. Now, one note about materials. This is beautiful filament, but not necessarily the most strongest filament. This is our yeah. second print. The first one I actually used to uh, secure my shop vac hose, I broke it. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a combination of the silky stuff. Um, the silky PLA filament is not the strongest, and I used a pretty low infill on this. So uh, there you go. And you could increase the <laughs> shell multiply. count as well. Yep, so multiply all those things together. <laughs> I would recommend PET-G. Maybe try some PET-G. That is what It's just color choices in. are limited with PET-G sometimes. Yeah. So uh, great choice though on the collars, just the, be careful on uh, you know material. using material. That's all. All I right. Think so this is too. I think sure. I printed it too fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when you're time lapsing, you kind of get some under extrusion a little bit every now and then. So shout out to Handyman too. for posting this uh, design. It is a free download. You can check it out. Um, beautiful photo. I like the color scheme. Very very nice orange and uh, this kind of teal green. But yeah, shout out to Handyman. Is it Handyman? I hope it's Handyman. Is it? Yes, Handyman with the three. Excellent. So that's where you can get the uh, very cool mini buys. And then if you head over to the Discord, Mr. Certainly Bruce is posting his favorite vices mm -hmm. uh, to use the Dremel. Yes, yes. Excellent. I will check these out. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, and Liz is saying it's link. good for the small work woodworking project. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, she's for sanding weird angles. Yeah. That's a good use case yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it works good for, for things like the shop hose. Like if you have to, mm -hmm. say you want to sand something, you just want to prop up yeah. your hose for your shop vac. That's what I used it for. I just mm -hmm. propped it up at a weird angle and I sanded it away and there you go. Like a, if you're cutting a PCB FR4, that's some nasty fiberglass. So having a, let's say you want to cut a little piece off. Oh, that's a great vice Yeah, there. check out the link that uh, Bruce posted in the Discord. It is the... Rotary multi-tool vice, it like, looks like it hooks on to the side of your workbench, too. Yeah, let's try this out. Awesome. Uh, which, which one? There's two. The second link. The second link, okay. 
I can't get the link this to awesome. load. That's fine. We have it here. Okay. Close <laughs> <to> <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't clicking for some weird reason. All right. Well, super cool. Thanks, thanks, uh, Bruce, for the uh, recommendation. Nice. Yeah. Uh, are we missing one of those shop top things, the USB-C cable with switch, or is that for That's from a time? couple weeks ago. I don't have it set up. It's just a cable with a switch. <laughs> um, we do have something, what the heck was it? Yeesh. Um, I guess the rest of the community makes then, shall we? All right, let's finish up the rest of the community makes this week. We got it. We really have really an cool update one. from Stuart on his awesome multi-pass remix. This thing is so cool. Yeah, I want to pull up a tweet from him. Because right now I have no visuals, right? Like, how am I going to... Oh, boy. I'm just going to have to show the GitHub. So shout out to Stuart Riggs for po uh, posting up uh, his files and a little bit of documentation and code on the multi-pass remix that he put together. So this is for holding your vaccination card. Yeah. If you want to get all fancy on the little holder for it, he has all these awesome LEDs on it, and I think I even saw a version that had an e-ink display. Yeah, it's a good mix of 3D printing and laser cut, acrylic as well. There's mm -hmm. a lot of mix in there, which is really cool. Um, so shout out to Stuart for his uh, his make. I'd share the uh, the tweet, but I will slow down my computer if I roll it up. So here's what uh, what it, what the uh, the thing though. Okay, so I do want to um, shout out level level two three level two three on. Okay, so let me step back a little bit. The vaccine. Multipass thing was originally uploaded by Level 2.3, Scotland. It's a remix and it was on Thingiverse. Some things happen. It's no longer in Thingiverse, but it is on Prusa Printer's website. So we went ahead and updated uh, the time lapse video link, and I guess we're talking about it here. So you can check out the, um, you know, the, the remixed version of the Multipass holder. The original multi-pass holder is still on Thingiverse, but this is a remix, and now there's a remix of a remix of a remix. That's how things work. Um, but I, we didn't design this, I'm just saying, like, Scotland level 2-3 is the remixer of this one. So check it out. If you're looking for the STLs and you're like, where did it go? Things happen with Thingiverse. But it's here on, um, on Prusa Printer's site, so you can check it out. I just wanted to thread it out there. By things happen, I want to like clarify that sometimes when we post um, like project STLs on Thingiverse, they get ghosted from our profile. Uh, you can only get to it by directly linking to it, yeah, which would be in the, the learn guide. The so. site, the Thingiverse site is, some has some bugs. things going on. Yeah. So as a backup, it's really nice to have a site like Prusa Printers, Colts 3D, uh, those two. <laughs> My mini factory, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to Stuart again and Level 2-3 for the remix. All right. We got some other community makes this week. Here we go. This next one here is the retro cases for the Pi portals. Nice. Sweet. So this was posted up by Tolkien Fan. Um, it says, great design, easy to print and assemble. Just a bit too large for my mono price mini select. I had to use the Ender 3. Thanks, Adafruit. Sweet. Well, you're very welcome. Awesome. It's really good to see. And this looks like it's the Pi Portal quotes. Nice. Very, very nice. Gratitude is the art of seeing a gift. Yeah. In everything. 
Very cool case. If you guys have a pirate portal and you want it to look like that, check out the uh, the retro cases that we have. Very fun. Snap fit, no supports. Okay, next up, this is a high badge thermal camera by Goody Eater. Posted this up. Thanks, Adafruit and the Reese Brothers for a fun project. Printed on a Cetus 3D. Hmm. Excellent. So if you're looking to make, if you'd like to make a thermal camera, you can make one with a Pi badge in an MLX, whatever, whatever, <laughs> MLX uh, 8833? That sounds right. Or is it the AMG 8833? I, I don't know. I think it's the AMG. <laughs> there's, there's a good. Excellent. Thank you, Goodyear, for posting your make. And we're wrapping up here with two more. This one is a remix. Of not that, oh boy. Links are hard to copy. I, oh it really is laggy. It's funny how laggy it is in Google Docs. All right, shout out to MJG157 for posting up their remix of our Keyblade uh, prop. This didn't fit on small printers, so they went ahead and split it up to fit the smaller printers, so this will fit the baby printers, which is great. I really like it when folks in the community make it upon themselves to make this thing work. So that's really cool to see. So shout out. All right, and then the last one is a cute one. Here we go. This is a little bit of a planter. Maybe you like plants. It's summertime. Here's a little boot planter. Fun! <laughs> Printed on the Cruelty Ender 3. It's a really nice one. So shout out to SunCloud for posting their make of this lovely Mario Boo. Did they remix the The eyebrows, eyebrows look a little bit different than your eyebrows, yeah. <laughs> Looks like it's more worried. Yeah, it's a little bit more like I like it. I kind of like it too. Huh. Cool. Great little fun project to print and uh, plant. And it scales up very it well. It does, we printed a big one. I put it on my head. <laughs> Thank you everybody for posting your community makes. Um, we really appreciate it. And we hope uh, you're feeling a little bit inspired. A lot of inspired. So. Definitely inspires us when we see the remixes of them. So for sure. Thank you all for tagging. Yeah. I think I do have one last shop talk. I just remembered it. Because I see here that the uh, the GitHub parts, our GitHub parts. Um, you got some new parts this week. Um, yes and no. Ma mainly, I just want to say mainly, I changed the branch from master to main because uh. you should do that. And I did it. It was really simple and easy to do so. So if you have a fork or uh, something like that, you, you can uh, update your branch so that it's main. Yeah, you can. Uh, PT posted a blog post about this. Um, Dylan had a very big hand in yeah. switching a lot of things over to main. Yeah, so yeah, huge shout out. outs. Yeah, so if you got triggered, a repo. Uh, triggered a nice little landslide. Yeah. Of everybody else joining yeah. in on that. So please, I encourage you, I implore you, Update your update your uh, yeah update your branch. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. I think we made it. Yay! So if anyone has any last comments, we'll close up the show with uh, reminding you that tonight is a coupon code. Fill up your cart and you get ten percent off on Ask an Engineer. There's a special coupon code, so we hope you're uh, you're there and, and use it. We also and we also inspired. In <laughs> oh God! Come on, help me out here. We want to see you on the show and tell, so come in, you're invited. It is every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hang out in the Discord chat room, and uh, PT will post up a StreamYard link, and you can join in and share your stuff with the community. 
How's that? And then tomorrow continues with the live shows with John Parks Workshop. Mm -hmm. Tune in. He's got some updates to some of the keyboard projects that's been going on. And then following. Oh, no. I Scott's think Scott's off for two out, weeks, yeah. I think. So we'll see Scott next two weeks. Yeah. Deep dive. Yeah. Took on the graphic at least. Yeah. Is. Yeah. So deep dive to Scott's. Normally Friday, so catch up on his live streams if you haven't. You can always watch a playback on the playlist. Yeah, JP was a ho or a guest. That's right. Last week, so definitely watch the replay of that. Yeah. And then on Sundays we have a desk of Lady Ada, where she does uh, the like prototype that she's working on, mm -hmm. a little behind the scenes of uh, what's going on in Adafruit, mm -hmm. and some uh, great searches on DigiKey. Yeah. Some of the components that are used in all the products, how to easily find those. Weed through all of the other ones to get like the best fit for your project. And cool. then we start the week off again with uh, JP's product pick of the week. Yep, another show that has the coupons in there. I think it's like 50% off only during the show. That's right. And it is played live on the product page. So definitely tune in for that. Save a ton on all the new products that come out. For sure. And You've Wednesdays. been watching 3D Hangouts every Wednesday uh, yeah. at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, normally. All right. And then we hope to see you tonight on Show and Tell. We invite you, and we'll be there, I think. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. Cool. Well, I think that's going to be it for this episode. It. Thank you all for joining. All your maker, good luck on all your maker endeavors. And don't forget to make, make a, a great, great day. day. See you later night. Bye, everybody. <laughs>